everyone this is marta and this is anna and this is you've got five options show and welcome to episode 160 marta a round number so i decided just to announce it yes very nice rounded episode and just at the beginning here now telling you guys that we will be answering your questions yes and therefore you are very welcome to get in contact with us yes through facebook on Facebook, if you look for You've Got Five Options mm-hmm. and you find it, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to send us a message. And we would like to say that if you are not our follower on Facebook already, we will not take it against you. So we will give you a moment. Facebook, You've Got Five Options, that's our official fan page. And then you have a message option. Marta, I believe you have your computer open already. Yes, I have my computer open. Uh, It worked pretty well last time. Mm -hmm. We've had a couple of people writing to us and we could read the messages. So very much looking forward to uh, hearing from you. And at the same time, we have already received some questions Mm -hmm. that we will be answering today. Yes, and of course, uh, I guess we have to mention that if you are listening to this episode in a form of a podcast, then you can still write us a question, but we are not ans- we will not answer them in a real time because currently we are live on air here in Aarhus and worldwide if you are streaming our program via internet. So if you catch us now, it's Friday, um, 15th of May, 2 o'clock uh, Central European time, please don't be shy and send us your question. If you are listening to us in any other point of time, don't be shy. Send us a question, but don't, don't really expect that we will answer it straight away. Yeah, if we get questions, we will definitely organize yeah. yet another show where we will be answering questions because we really want to interact with you guys. Yes, we are not just talking heads that talk to each other. We also like to talk to you and to hear from you. Yeah, so I sound question, like a needy chick in high school. <laughs> question, challenge, comment is welcome. Very welcome. Yep. And if not uh, on Messenger, maybe you are against uh, Facebook. There are people against Facebook. Yes. You can get in contact with us also via our website, the5options.com. Five, five as a number. Exactly. Five yes. as a number. The5options.com. And if you will go there, you will see in a menu uh, contact, then you can just send a message. You can even record a message because we have still that function there and we will play it on the radio. Are we ready, Marta? Very ready. Yeah. So today we will be answering questions like, how can one be still sociable even with all the social distancing? 
And we will also attempt to answer a very interesting question of what would a new normal look like? Yowza. And we also have a question like advice to anyone experiencing depression because of corona. Yes, I think those are really interesting questions. And let's for now give those three questions because we have a record of not being able to answer many questions in one show <laughs> because of going in depth into a question. So if there is more time, we shall answer more questions. Yes, that is correct. Although I would not count on it. But who knows? Marta, who knows? Actually, we are uh, we are full of surprises. Yes. And still, we do prefer to go in depth rather than not in depth, in shallow. <laughs> in the shallow. In the shallow. We don't like to scratch the surface superficially. We want to put our nasty little fingers into the depth of the of the actual matter of the things. Completely we should be. True. We should work with soil or something. We should be diggers. Dig gold diggers. <laughs> well, maybe we ten are, years ago. We are digging for nuggets of gold or whatever it's called in yes that do not belong to a rich man that are just there nuggets of wisdom yeah these yeah. nuggets of wisdom nuggets of gold there is something like that as well right golden the, nuggets. there are golden nuggets in kfc okay really <laughs> yes i think no <laughs> well not looking for those nuggets since neither of us eats meat but yeah. <laughs> that is correct 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 anyhow Yes, we are digging. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just finish on, deep on this diving. note. Deep diving. We are deep di I cannot swim. I deep dive mentally, philosophically, emotionally, but not physically because I could die. <laughs> I think what you're doing right now is paddling. a similar sensation. Okay. Backwards racing. Let's get down to it. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. not get down on it, get down to it and ah. attempt to answer the first question. Mm -hmm. Get down on it. <laughs> I just have a really uh, nice memory from one of the shows from the past. Yes, I, I, I know which memory is that. Okay, the first question is, how can one be still sociable even with all the social distancing? Mm -hmm. I think uh, the first thing I would like to say that many people decided to jump to the physical distancing instead of social distancing thing. Uh, I think I, I saw it first time like a month ago that people are like, we shouldn't call it social distancing. It's only physical distancing. And I guess that could be one of the points to consider that it's only about the physical, not necessarily the social. Um, but this this is the narrative that was given to us uh, via the mainstream media. It was called social distancing everywhere. So I guess we picked it up. Yes, we did. And I think in one of our shows, we were actually talking about that already. Mm -hmm. So let's do it without uh, overly deep diving. <laughs> is that <laughs> even it? possible? Well, let's see. Let's see about that. Yes. So basically, for sure, like uh, Zooming. Zooming is yes. a way out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not the same as meeting physically with a group of people, mm -hmm. yet you can still make it meaningful. Mm -hmm. So in those times, Anna and I, we have been Zooming with our friends. We have been meeting for a beer 
online. Yeah, I believe one of those friends ended up with a quite a hangover next day. That's true. We have it was a very good Zoom meeting. <laughs> but you know, you can branch over Zoom. Yeah, you can. Actually, I had a Easter breakfast with my family. People mm-hmm. in several different locations met together, and it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So you can get some of that online. Yeah. And you can also, depending on the country where you live and depending on the local restrictions that you are facing, you can start uh, actually going for a walk with a friend. Mm-hmm. That's one way to still be sociable. Mm-hmm. In Denmark, you can also start meeting a group of people as long as it's not more than 10 people. It's still this uh, thing with ten people, right? Yes, that has uh, that has been sustained. That has so been far. sustained. However, now you don't have to keep two meters; you can keep only one meter apart. Yes. So I have seen amazing uh, things. Uh, there is a lady who is doing yoga mm-hmm. in Aarhus, Denmark, and she has so many people who want to meet mm-hmm. with their own. You know, people are bringing their own stuff, meeting outdoors, and doing yoga together mm-hmm. because. The fitness centers are still to remain closed for undefined amount of time. So that's one way. The weather, at least in our hemisphere, is quite good. Mm -hmm. You can often find it as a possibility where you can meet with people in a group. Keep one meter distance, but you can be physically in the same nature space. (laughs) Yeah, That's an amazing thing already compared to sitting locked down at home. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, you can start meeting in smaller group of friends also, uh, like your friends outdoor. For example, if you have a garden, Mm -hmm. uh, you can uh, invite friends. You can put your chairs one meter apart Mm -hmm. and you can enjoy a get together together. Get together together. Yeah, that's correct. So I think here in Denmark, we, we are pretty fine with this now ability to meet with 10 people max, especially outdoors because it's a springtime and the spring is pretty nice. And um, I'm thinking that one of the ways to be sociable is to organize things yourself. You can join the events that someone else is organizing Mm -hmm. or you can also organize your own small set or online meetups for that one thing you are really interested in, like your passion. That is true. And I have to say that, and it will sound, I don't know, either sad or or surprising, but I really don't uh, see much of a difference in my social life Um, now and before the the COVID-19. And I believe that that's also because I was on the maternity leave all this time. So it's like, that's like a quarantine. Uh, but I believe that this this actually the biggest problem, and I think we also talked about it, is for the people who are introverts, for uh, Jesus, extroverts, for introverts, that's not a problem, extroverts, and for people who have a certain lifestyle, who, for instance, spend a lot of time in bars, in clubs, uh, traveling, uh, being active, you know, being with people, because, um, you know, it's like, um, when I think about uh, the 10 people, it is sociable, but for some people, it's not sociable. Some people see a sociable event is 
you know, to go for a concert or to go um, to a club or to a bar and to be able to talk to strangers. I also think that um, some people have a problem with this uh, distance thing. I have uh, noticed and I think this actually will impact the, the your socia- sociability, social ability. Maybe mm-hmm. that is the better thing because um, I have noticed an awkward dance many times between people who even know each other, but they don't really know. Okay, how scared are you of the infection type of a question in a hand, in a head? Because, you know, you have this one meter right now. It was decreased. Uh, but some people don't have a problem with shaking hands or hugging or being close to another person because they believe that they uh, are not going to get infected or they are healthy and other people are healthy. Uh, But there is this kind of awkwardness, like what can I do and what can I not do? Um, And I think this can somehow impact the social uh, ability because this is one of the questions my daughter has. She is coming back to school uh, this Monday And uh, they were introduced to all the rules online. And for instance, uh, you know, some rules are like you will not be changing the classes because normally they have different classes in different uh, rooms. You will not be changing rooms. You will be all the time in one room. Uh, There will be only two people at the table and you will sit uh, diagonal because the virus cannot infect sideways. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) I had to say it. those, Those diagonal rules are just... You know, if you want to really cough bad, you will manage through the diagonal. So, okay. Um, you cannot come if you're coughing. Yes, uh, that's uh, that's also correct. But she basically said, you know, for me, the, the, the weirdest and I think the most stressful thing is, mom, I don't know how to act with my friends. Like, should I hug them? Should I? Because that's normal thing they are doing. And this is a almost 14 year old girl. They are hugging each other when they see each other. And, uh, you know, the premise is they are all healthy. None of them is infected with the COVID. So, you know, it, it's like try to comprehend it when you are a 14, 13 year old, a teenager, like I'm not sick. My friends are not sick. We are at school because we are not sick, because if we were sick, we would have to stay home. And now, uh, like I cannot even uh, shake hand or or touch my friend or um, so there is a lot of questions in those young school answers those questions directly. Yeah. Yeah. in, In our school, it is said exactly that kids the the bigger ones that are coming back on mm-hmm. Monday, uh, they have they are assigned in groups of three, and in those groups they don't have to keep the one meter distance contact. Okay. And with other kids, they need to keep one meter distance. That means they don't hug, they don't shake hands, they don't touch each other. So they are divided in this uh, small set, you know, groups where they don't have to keep one meter distance. The triplet strategy. Yeah, the triplet strategy is the same. For and they are assigned for a day or for No, like for all the time. All the time. You are assigned. You are as, like it's it's uh, you are in a group of three with mm-hmm. whom until the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. These are your two closest people. So if you don't like them, you are screwed. But these what? are. Yeah, uh, th- they try to put them uh, with friends. So, for example, uh, with my youngest kids, they ended up in groups with kids. They really get together well and they are very happy. They are actually happier than before Corona times. I mean, my youngest one said 
thanks God, Corona is so much cooler now in the kindergarten. <laughs> like really, uh, there are also some <laughs> some kids that are happy with that, uh, yeah. surprisingly. Uh, and uh, at the same time, yes, uh, it's it's answered in mm-hmm. in our school that you cannot shake like it's it's said very directly. You cannot shake hand. You cannot come closer than one meter mm-hmm. uh, with all the rest of your class. You will be you have your classroom available, sitting one meter apart, and you have the area around the classroom for group work where you might need to be sitting one mm-hmm. meter apart if the group is bigger than your uh, three friends but with those or two friends mm-hmm. in a group of three you don't need to keep the one meter yeah and i and i guess but, but that actually poses again the question how to be sociable in a conditions like this because being sociable well everyone has probably a definition of what does it mean but i i, I guess my definition didn't took in consideration walking around in a triplet set for <laughs> two months you know and not being able to uh, closer uh, come closer to another triplet set than a meter right um so uh, that's uh, th- th- those rules imposed on, on, on kids, I guess, you know, can in a way um, some, somehow impact the sociability factor, especially that my daughter has like three very good friends. So now what they will put her with, like one will be rejected or, you know, th- this is a, a world of a young people. They are not necessarily thinking uh, in the same priorities as we do. And I actually have talked uh, with uh, one of the teachers in a private school, but he's teaching uh, older kids, 16, 17, 18. And he said, this rules, it's like, who came up with these rules? Do you know how 16, 17 years old are acting? That they will sit, you know, three of them and meet. It's like, what is, it's like, it's like you don't understand, uh, you know, young people. Um, So the teachers are stressed many times. I'm talking about the older kids, you know, teenagers. It's like, if, if I was a teenager, I don't know how I would act, you know, looking at this. You are in your rebel yell face, you know. It's um. What, what if you have a boyfriend? You're seventeen, and your boyfriend is in a different triplet. <laughs> like, you know, there are this. Basically, I think uh, poses some challenges on the entire concept of being social in in your natural environment. That is school, right? Um, And I hope that uh, soon this will all be over and we will uh, look at it as a funky experiment that was done back in the day. I really hope that the the rate of of people infected uh, that is officially given to us will just drop and uh, because i think this 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 will do something very strange to the young minds you know uh, absolutely i mean i'm just talking about that in our school they are more straightforward in mm-hmm. communicating the rules mm-hmm. uh, which i think is better than uncertainty yes. because at least the kids are given some guidelines but and they know the, what rules they are breaking just in case yeah uh, but the whole concept of it i mean this is uh, this is crazy i i really i mean when we are talking about the new normal i think we mm-hmm. will get uh, deeper yeah. into those uh, topics so answering the question here on how can one be still sociable even with the social distancing, I think we are kind of maybe good with that question. Don't you think that these yeah. considerations are maybe a good transition to the second question? I think so. Uh, I will just add one more thing, which I added. 
mm-hmm. in the notes, and that was uh, talk to your neighbors. And I have added that because that is my personal experience as I'm uh, that I'm having these days. Uh, my neighbors uh, were people that were living with me in the same building pretty much before all of this happened. Maybe I knew some names, maybe I didn't. There was a simple hello. Uh, Let's take in consideration that most of them are Danes. So um, as you know from our programs, it's harder to get friends with Danes, especially when you don't really have time for this because everyone was so much into their regular life. Now when people were locked home and the the only... (laughs) trips they were doing was downstairs <laughs> to take the trash you actually could meet your neighbor way more often than in a regular circumstances and i started to talk to my neighbors and you know people are hungry for that contact even if you stand at that time two meters from each other just to talk to someone you don't go to work you don't have your colleagues you cannot visit your family um Surprisingly, a lot of people were very open to that. So, you know, talk to your neighbors because maybe you will discover that you have really cool people around you. You know, I realized that I actually don't know if hugging people and shaking hands, if it's like forbidden, can you go to the prison because you hug someone on the street or because you shake hands with someone? Do you know, Dennis? Maybe a I fine? I think you can get a fine. Get a fine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think the prison is the... But yeah, you can get a fine, I believe, yeah. And uh, trust me when I say that you can get a fine because uh, there are some people who perceive this as a huge, huge danger and they might actually inform the police if they will see you uh, not keeping the distance, even if you are not keeping the distance from your relative. People but have gotten fined. It's yeah. been in the, in the news. Yeah, but I was thinking if it's still. I'm sure they have a way to escalate penalties mm-hmm. and prison might be on there as a f- mm-hmm. final solution. <laughs> <laughs> let's just stop with the final solution. <laughs> yes, let's do that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know how they can escalate it if they just yeah. find bigger and Do heavier. they have enough space in prisons for people to keep the distance? Uh, in solitary, yes, I guess. But do they have enough solitary to put all the huggers? I think, you know, I asked the question. All, all the huggers. <laughs> the huggers. <laughs> I asked the question on Facebook, on yeah. my uh, yeah. p- uh, personal profile, what do people miss the most mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, you know, these times? And the hugs are the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, many people, of course, mention about travel and ability mm-hmm. to see their families. I mean, especially if your family lives abroad, yeah. uh, you cannot see your family. But hugs are the number one most missed Missed thing. thing. Uh, So I think sooner or later, I mean, it's a natural need of humans. I I shook hands with a a stranger, the mother of a friend of mine. Uh, And it was only after the the, the handshake, whereas we're not supposed to do that, but that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. We just did it. We'd never met before, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So you yeah. still have those uh, natural reactions, mm-hmm. natural yeah. now forbidden reactions. And that <laughs> tiny little physical contact. Yeah. That was yeah. enough t- for both of us to just go, sure, nice. Yeah. No, but, but we're yeah. not supposed to do that. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, but let's not tell anyone. And, yeah. you know, 
Well, you just told everyone, but... Yeah, and it was in public, so yeah. maybe there was some secret police watching us. But, you know, there is one situation where if you have a family, people you live with. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I live with four other dudes. Mm-hmm. I get shitloads of hugs, right? But there are people who live alone yeah. and that have not been hugged for two months. We are volunteering, Dennis, to hug you if you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's also the awkward dance that we were talking about. You know, you don't know what the other person... And I think that this this is a very smooth transition to the new normal. When Even when the rules will drop, you will still not know what's in the head of another person. Before, it would be very normal to shake a hand or hug someone... Uh, that you just met uh, as a hello, especially in Latin cultures, you know, you you hug when you meet someone. You don't even shake hand. You kiss. You kiss, and um, and even if the rules will be res- uh, restrictions will be uh, abolished, um, you will still feel uncertain if you can or cannot hug or shake hands with a specific person. For me, there's, there's a very easy way out. Just simply asking. Mm-hmm. I, I simply ask people. How yeah. do you feel about distancing? Mm. And I think that maybe will be. But we were supposed not to go too deep in this one. Let's move on. Yeah. Question number two. What would a new normal look like? Yes. Yeah, so we have a question from a listener. Uh, and it's such a broad question that I see that we have prepared a lot of notes about it, Marta. Yes. We and have. it's more like, you know, it's more like playing a bit of Nostradamus now. I believe that in five years, but I think it's a, so I would like to say that this is an exercise. Uh, It's a thought exercise, actually. It's an exercise in trying to predict future uh, based on what we see and what we feel. And I would like everyone to take it as a harmless fun. It's just fun. It's predictions. And I would love for us to come back to it in 2021. Yeah. And to review what of those predictions have actually. Uh, <laughs> I just had a prediction that in 2021, we are actually in a cave of greed and we cannot record this podcast. That was then we joke. will not come back to it. Then. We will come back to it. We will just send it telepathically. Okay. That's a good yeah. point. Okay. So. What would a new normal look like, mm-hmm. taking under consideration? I mean, we don't know how this will go, right? We don't know if we are coming back more or less to the rules of the past or if we will never be back at them. So mm-hmm. let's let's try. Anna, do you want to go first? What do you... I believe that you know what we can do? We can do you one, me one, Dennis, and uh, a circle. Circle of life, circle circle of predictions. What do you think? Okay. It's almost like a hug. It's almost like a hug. Exactly. Uh, So I can start. um, No, Marta, you will start because mine are very long. Okay. It's just that we got a message. We got a message. Yes. Uh So I don't know if we can go into that message now or if we... Maybe let's first read, uh, go with the first round of, of the predictions. Okay. The first round of the predictions. Um, So I believe that a new normal will look different depending on your own attitude and on the country you live in. That's a very broad prediction. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Uh, Very. (laughs) So basically what you are trying to say here that you don't believe that it will uh, 
unfold exactly the same in all the countries and cultures. That's yeah. basically your... Uh, that, that's why I don't know how to do this one by one. Mm-hmm. because uh, It's a very safe prediction. It's a very... <laughs> no, but, but, I approve but, it. But it's because I have the follow-ups in the next one, but you want us to go with the, uh, with the one only at the time. So <laughs> that's... That might have been a mistake. Okay, give us the second one. Okay, so the thing is that we already now see that the reality looks very different mm-hmm. in Denmark. Yeah. Or, for example, in Spain, mm-hmm. when I talk to my friends, their reality is drastically different to mm-hmm. my reality. Mm-hmm. They feel like they are locked in an apartment like a rat. They feel to a large degree imprisoned. Which actually I have to say, except of lab rats, rats are actually having quite a lot of freedom, no? <laughs> Probably. Probably. The yeah. thing is that it already now looks very different, mm-hmm. very, very different in the countries where you cannot leave your house, where you cannot go for a walk, where you really don't see anyone else mm-hmm. apart from the people you live uh, with. It's drastically different to what we were saying now, where we can gather with less than 10 people, keep one meter distance and so on. So I, that's why I think that this new normal will look very different depending on your own attitude and the country you live in. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain it better without going into in depth with it. Um, hmm. Okay, so the next one is there will be less air travel and it will become much more difficult. Okay, that's something we can... Uh, that's much more specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I confirm... This prediction, I believe you are right in this prediction. I believe that uh, we will uh, we will see even more rules being implemented uh, than after 9-11. I think already when when there are travels, there are already, uh, you know, points when you have to have your temperature measured and um, you have to go to quarantine. for two weeks in many, many countries when you are getting there. So basically, yeah. Yeah, I think that travel will... um, We will not travel as we used to. At least not for the next decade. My prediction, decade. Mm -hmm. Dennis, what do you think about that prediction? That we won't travel like we do, like we did for the next decade. I don't know about how many years, but for some period of time, yeah, I, it will be affected. Mm-hmm. When you're locked in a steel tube like that and it's pressurized, you you can contaminate everything and everybody in no time. That's that's a real possibility. So air travel, yeah, trains, that's more easy. I think maybe we'll we'll see a, a spike in or just simply a growth in train travels because it's not pressurized. You can actually ventilate the train all the time. You can get fresh air in. Mm-hmm. So you're not in the same way locked in as on a plane. Mm-hmm. Dennis, do you have any prediction? I, w- I was thinking about one, uh, specifically uh, of Stemming from the the subject just before, with with hugging, the the physical contact. Could, we we are human beings. We need the physical contact. Mm-hmm. So perhaps in the next foreseeable future, there will be n- not uh, 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 ignoring rules, but 
in small closed social circles, people will do as they always have. They they will hug, they will kiss, they will mm-hmm. do all the things, but maybe not in public. So, your your close circle of friends, we all know each other. We're not hugging mm-hmm. strangers. We're mm-hmm. only hugging each other because we can't be we can't do without the physical contact. Mm-hmm. Not not for long. Mm-hmm. So that's your prediction. That there will be uh, like two ways of being social. One where we follow the rules, mm-hmm. one where we only touch elbows or kick each other's feet or something, and then as soon as the doors closed, we hug like crazy. That's a cool one. That's a cool prediction. We will see if uh, in the in one year if uh, it w- there will be like a super cool new way like people will be kicking their feet or you know bumping their elbows yeah the b- bumping elbows and, and kicking the feet they're already doing that that's what we're doing with with the when i meet with the band we, we don't talk even though we could because we've seen each other so many times so mm-hmm. but we just bump elbows uh dennis i have to ask you why do you think that will be because uh, just just look at this uh, so basically we would have to assume that in our closed circle, everyone is healthy, right? Yeah. And the people who are outside might be sick. Uh, not necessarily that, it, but, or, but yeah? if it's people outside, then that means we're in public. Mm-hmm. And when in public, we follow the rules because those are the rules and we don't want to upset people. I mean, there's already people fighting if they're standing too close. There's people getting in rows all over, all over the world. Not like crazy all the time, mm-hmm. but there are examples of people starting fights because they want to be in the same elevator and then two people feel that the elevator is too small and then they start fighting. Which actually breaks all the rules of social yes, distancing. Yes, that that's really stupid. And I guess the question would be, do we want to uh, obey the rules that we don't believe in being under pressure of a minority that's extremely vocal and ready to beat us <laughs> if we break them. More probably more because we're we're under the penalty of law. Mm-hmm. So we don't hug in public because mm-hmm. you can actually get a fine for that, or people could start yelling at you, or it could create tension if you don't follow the rules. Mm-hmm. So if those are the rules and those rules are the new normal for the next I don't know five years or so. Mm-hmm then there will be an underground way of doing like you normally do. When you talk about this, and I have to say that I, I I do see this as a very probable future. I think like, I feel like we are almost talking about war times and underground. Yeah, the principle is the same. There's one way to act in, in, in publics. And yes, mm-hmm. we all suppose we all support the, the, the great leader. But in private, we don't. Aren't you worried about this? The private question life on air. It's a weird, it's it's for us people our age, Mm -hmm. we've never experienced the need to be underground with anything. So it's very weird. We have. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. In, in your adult life, at least. Yeah, you mean the adult life. Adult. <laughs> in, in your adult life. In my adult life. Yeah, Freud, Freudian slip there. <laughs> yeah, in my adult life. Uh, true. Um, well, I guess this will be a qu- if if that prediction would come true. I guess every single one of us will have to take two steps back 
and think about the mechanism we are following, right? Because if our belief that it is safe to hug is being somehow, um, you know, not a belief, but right to hug or right to be social is being uh, restricted by a law that we don't believe in. Mm. And the only way to keep us intact is to punish us. That is something that sounds like a, a, a very uh, totalitarian regime. Uh, Even if it's not, let's say, at this point. I agree, but you still, you always have the, the virus. It's always the virus that dictates it. So if, if people are actually still worried about the virus, mm -hmm. which they probably will be, it will be the social acceptable norm mm -hmm. to not hug in public. Mm -hmm. So we will enforce it on ourselves more than anything else. I think you have uncovered a very sad truth about humanity and psychology of the crowd. But I think that this is a very normal thing that we see all mm -hmm. the time uh, before coronavirus. I mean, there are people who don't believe that driving after you drunk alcohol is a bad thing. No. They believe that they are completely under control, yeah. even mm -hmm. though they have drunk alcohol or they have taken drugs. Yeah, and but that's quite a, quite a drastic, uh, I would say. Uh, but uh, that's just one example. Mm -hmm. There are many examples. I don't believe that there is any country in the world mm -hmm. where I, even before Corona times, where I would look at the law and I would agree with everything in that law. Mm -hmm. And that's a human dilemma to, mm -hmm. you know, to what degree do you want to conform with uh, social or law rules, social rules and so on. And looking into your personal mission to those rules that make no sense, because come on, yeah. there are these kind of rules that make no sense to you mm -hmm. everywhere. We, we do it all the time. There are things in, in small social circles we know we cannot say, we cannot talk the way we talk in this circle out in public because it, we know we're only joking. But the things we're joking about, they're not socially acceptable to joke about. So mm -hmm. we, we're already restraining ourselves. Yeah, it's called the self-censorship. It is, it is. And we, we do that because we have to be together all the time. So if, if we're always... If we're always ex using our rights to say whatever we want because it's not legal, mm -hmm. then we don't then we don't play well socially. Mm -hmm. We're always restraining ourselves, mm. no matter if we think we do or not. We are. So just adding on, extending that to hugging and only hugging because you can still bump elbows and bump feet, but it's it's one physical thing. I don't think it will make an uproar, but it will be done just behind closed doors. And then it will be a question of how poor, um, how uh, many of these kind of rules mm -hmm. will be pushed uh, in the years to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That will be the question because people might be willing to accept some of that, especially in those uh, cultures where it's, there's not a lot of physical contact anyway. For mm -hmm. people, it not might, be, might not be such a huge deal. Mm -hmm. to accept that. So it will be more of how many of these kind of rules there will be enforced mm -hmm. before people are not willing to accept them anymore. I think that, that's, the, that's the, the point that worries me because if we just get one rule at a time mm -hmm. with, 
months or years mm-hmm. in between them. We might not even recognize mm-hmm. how many things are legal before it's Are d- you quoting Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> because that's actually... No, that's just a dystopian reality that if, if you slice it like a salami and yeah. you only take one small slice at a time. Of course. Mm-hmm. The new normal will be accepted. It's just yeah. how it is. But can we get uh, a bit of more of these predictions? Yeah, sure. And actually, I think this will tie it up quite well to what have Dennis predicted. Um, my prediction that I will present now is that uh, tribalism and even more drastic division is possible between people. And we need to, uh, my opinion is that we need to be more compassionate and empathic towards each other. Uh, because uh, in this particular moment in uh, a world history, it is extremely easy to divide us due to the different ideas that we have, although on a very basic level, we all have the same goals and desires, live a happy, healthy life in a, in a safe and, and beautiful world. Um, but I see uh, a potential, potential, I will say, for a, a huge division between people and uh, tribalism. Basically, people gathering in, in, in groups and uh, fighting off each other. Um, I think this is very visible currently in the United States. Uh, I will not make a whole, uh, you know, a case about this because uh, I'm, I'm not there, but you can see, you know, Republicans versus Democrats. And uh, there is no such a thing as um, evaluating an argument or an opinion objectively. Well, some say that this doesn't exist at all, but we are talking now about the fact that, you know, if you are from this, uh, if you are left or right, you know, whatever you will say, uh, you are this or that. So basically people start communicating and start recognizing themselves via labels that people put on certain groups, which can also magnify the feeling of the division. Uh, and I will say a feeling of a division because I think many of this is happening in some sort of a virtual space of media, social media, where let's just one more time remind everyone, uh, apparently almost half of Twitter accounts are software bots. Um, Facebook is also removing so many fake things, so many arguments, I believe, and many uh, nasty comments that we read, I believe they are uh, artificially pumped there just to create this division between us. And uh, for instance, following up on what you said, I, I think that it is it is quite possible that people will gather in, a, in, in, in tribes and groups and will be divisive. For instance, I believe the vaccine has a potential to be very divisive. People who will not take the COVID-19 vaccine might uh, get in one tribe or a group and might be ostracized by the group that took the vaccine. You know what I mean? Like uh, those are the danger ones. They are dangerous people ahead of us. Um, or, for instance, there will be I, I even see like, you know, a restaurant and bars open uh, with a sign. It's free to hack here. It's OK to hack here, you know, mm. or it's a ha- it's OK to to be social here. And I can see that there might be this division where there will be people gathering who will be afraid or having one certain opinion and then people trying to build 
a, a different type of a tribe or a space for people who want to hug, who wants, want to shake hands, want to do things freely and, uh, and so on. So I think that there is potential for that. Um, and I believe that um, it is not too late to still try to communicate with each other. And uh, I have discovered that what is the most beneficial thing to realize that we are not so uh, different from each other is a face-to-face -face conversation. Unfortunately, in these conditions, this is somehow limited. And I think that's the curse of these times that we cannot sometimes talk because there is also something in a in a way the person moves and the body language and the intonation of a voice and it's different to have an argument with a person uh, face to face than over the keyboard when you only have caps lock and small caps mm. right so i still believe that if we remember that we are all here uh, to live a healthy safe beautiful life and uh, we might have different ideas, but we have the same goal. I believe that the um, building bridges is, is possible. But I'm afraid that in a dark turn, it will go into even bigger division and into tribalism. And that's where uh, my um, beginning thought of that uh, this new normal will look different depending on your mm -hmm. attitude yeah. and depending on the country where you live in. I believe that that's my belief. That's mm -hmm. kind of how I feel that some form of that will happen in the nearest future. But I would call it, I would see it maybe in a more soft version of uh, we might be forced into building smaller communities. Meaning that with the way that laws are being introduced, assuming that everyone is really going after the best interest, mm -hmm. assuming that it's based on good intentions. Mm -hmm. I believe that this grouping people in smaller groups, that's something that we will be seeing where we want to keep the humanity in a way we want people to be able to be close to each other, hug each other, keep contact, support each other and so on. Just in smaller groups, groups than we have been seeing it up until now, I have a feeling that we will not be seeing that many big concerts, uh, I don't know, um, big events and so on. I think that will be where the biggest change will come, mm -hmm. that we there will be many restrictions in people's gathering, but that will in some way force communities. And, uh, and it can go, of course, into a grim vision where people are fighting against each other because they disagree with each other, uh, mm -hmm. with each other's values or uh, approaches, approaches. Mm -hmm. or it can come in a way of you based on your attitude, you are spending more time with your community, you based on your um, approach, you are spending more time in this community. Somehow I have this, I don't know yet if it will go through the very dark times or if it will be more of mm -hmm. based on your values and interest that mm -hmm. you are getting naturally mm -hmm. uh, pur purposefully, purposefully into yeah. a community maybe based on people who do not want to vaccinate and they want to live closer to nature maybe they will have a f common interest in setting up a community where they are growing their own uh, vegetables, creating their own kindergarten school or something mm -hmm. for children uh, that 
these ones that are not vaccinated can go together to mm-hmm. school and kindergarten and so on. So maybe something more like that, but some form of uh, spending more time in closer communities. I also have a, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that there will be that will happen. How much forcefully? How much fighting? I don't know, mm. but some sort of communities. I'm seeing that. I uh, confirm. I allow it. I think that this uh, this is a very possible prediction. I believe that uh, surprisingly, people who are now the, the the loneliest are the people who are living in huge cities because they can really feel. Uh, loneliness being clocked in their apartments. I believe that people who are living in little towns and and, uh, small villages are actually social as they are because, okay, no one here is sick. So we are safe, right? So uh, I actually think that small communities um, could be potentially the most optimal model to basically... let's just go in the future, break down the mega cities and, uh, you know, uh, let people just spread and, and live in, in smaller in smaller communities, in, in villages or little towns. Uh, because uh, let's look at the situation where the outbreak is the most severe. It's not Italy or America. It's New York. It's Northern Italy. It's specific cities and specific we call it epi, uh, epicenters, right? It's not that in entire America, for instance, in California, there is very, very few cases uh, comparing to New York. So um, that could only give someone, uh, a, let's say, uh, a reason to speculate that big cities are the problems if we are looking at things like epidemics, right? Um, so maybe some people will uh, voluntarily decide to create the small communities, especially if they have a different views on things. Um, and it's uh, more difficult to be penetrated by the law enforcement when you are living in a small remote community. I believe this is a very possible scenario for the future. I, in general, I have an impression that um, we will get a breather in some months to come. I that's think your, that that's your another prediction. Yeah, yeah, that uh, because of the summer in our hemisphere, at least, mm-hmm. where in general we also see with other diseases like flu, where in summertime, in general, there are much less people getting the symptoms and so on. Mm -hmm. I think we will see a little bit of a more normal uh, outlook, a little bit lighter. And uh, I have an impression that in the next uh, flu season, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we will see a second wave. Mm -hmm. And uh, there will also be something up around financial long-term consequences Mm -hmm. will start kicking in Mm -hmm. and that this will show us a lot about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where another part of your attitude will uh, determine how you will, uh, so to speak, live through it will be very, very big. And I believe that in general, that's, you know, we are guessing, right? We are just making a fun, uh, like fun predictions. I have an impression that in the future, your our reality will look like based on our beliefs. 
Mm-hmm. I really believe that there will be something around how that people will be gathering somehow really based on the, what they believe in, what their values are, and that there will be people for whom it will be a beautiful uh, new world, a beautiful mm-hmm. reality, and some people for whom it will be a very grim reality, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in the world, which is also the case now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you compare living in Denmark now and living in Syria, I think you already have it. So I think yeah. that there will be even more of that kind of in some sort of a more community-based setting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I think that uh, I would be surprised if there would not be any second wave because uh, everyone already managed to inform us of, of second wave that is coming. Maybe not really based on any science, but... Um, coming back to your financial predictions, I will make also a prediction. I believe that we are facing a very possible chance of introduction of a universal basic income, which we have discussed already on this program in a different, uh, I would say, um, from a different angle. Uh, now I believe that this can be a reality universal basic income in case of our financial system collapsing. However, I also believe that if the universal basic income would be introdu- introduced, I think it will come with a certain um, restrictions. Um, there will be some conditions that you may have to fulfill in order to get it. For instance, uh, let's say uh, hugging in public, they will cut 20% of your universal basic income. Uh, not vaccinated, you are not getting it for, let's say, six months or uh, failing to report via tracking application, we are cutting cu- cutting down 50% of your universal, universal basic income because um, that's, a, again, dystopian, dystopian uh, prediction um uh, but i think it could happen that we will have um we will be uh, financially dependent on the on the state on the government because uh, the small businesses are unfortunately collapsing private companies well we will see um and and many the, businesses are collapsing but many businesses are thriving and arising which mm-hmm. we have in another Uh, We have it in our part three. Mm -hmm. I have done a research here. So it's not an accurate statement. It's not not one truth. It's not one truth, but I I would like to see the comparison of the amount of business that have uh, collapsed versus the amount of business that uh, have thrived. Right. That that I would like to see. We probably could see the new startups Mm -hmm. because I think maybe... That would require some. Yeah. yeah. No, but now we are just playing with the predictions, yeah. right? So we can uh, bring the data uh, uh, in our next program. But I think it is a possibility because there are even discussions about universal basic income. Uh, in Spain, there is a discussion to introduce it. Basically, in America, many uh, states uh, have uh, introduced a temporary a check of $1,200 per, per person, right, uh, on this uh, on this occasion of the pandemic. Yeah, that, that's a, a one-time check. It's a one-time check, yeah. yes? Okay. So it's, it's really useless. 
well, that's let, let let's see how far w- they would go with it. So that could be my uh, prediction. And uh, then because of the fact that universal basic income would be directly dependent on how good of a citizen are you and how well you are fulfilling the rules of a new law, some people might make a decision of uh, opting out of the system and trying to for instance, build an independent community. That's my prediction that could or could not happen. I might or may not uh, be in the process of writing a short story exactly about that scenario. (laughs) So, yeah. What about you, Dennis? Any other predictions that have... uh, we have sparked in you. I think there's a, a very, very real chance right mm-hmm. now to to make a new financial system in the world because mm-hmm. it, if businesses collapse and some have, if if businesses collapse because right now we're only spending on what we need and not exactly what we want, mm-hmm. that's a chance to to reconfigure our own way of of living and spending and whatever. But I think that chance will be pissed away. That's your prediction. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think there will be any major changes because the the powers that be are making too much money the other way. So mm-hmm. I think the changes will be small and gradual, and no systemic changes will be made. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. that's a that's a prediction. Mm-hmm. And you know, there is the change can happen through evolution. Yeah. Through systemic step-by-step mm-hmm. change or through revolution. Mm-hmm. And, and, and revolution is usually more painful yeah. in an amount of people that die. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that usual, that often comes with the war and so on. So evolutionary change might not be a bad thing to no. happen. And mm-hmm. I also predict with almost absolute certainty that the very possible tribalism based on whether you're vaccinated or not will make my brain explode from the 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 cognitive dissonance because that would make no sense Mm -hmm. if you're vaccinated you're supposed to be safe so why on earth would you make a tribe out of people who are vaccinated and vice versa if if you feel you don't need a vaccine why would you make a tribe out of that i actually it's it's more organizing because you know the the main problem with when you are not vaccinated you might not be allowed to send your child to the school Mm-hmm. Or to the kindergarten. Oh, that, that's laws and rules. That's not tribalism. Tribalism yeah. is, is when you, you form a circle yourself. Yeah, but that's the thing. If your children are not allowed to a school and kindergarten, you will naturally have to you create your own. You might be in a need yeah. of creating that for yourself. Perhaps. If, you, if, if your belief system tells you that it's uh, dangerous for your child to be vaccinated, and at the same time, then you are not allowed to send your child to school and kindergarten. Some people will choose homeschooling. Uh, I just have, I don't, uh, that's just one example. I yeah. think there are many things that yeah. people might want to get into thousands based examples, on. But yeah, exactly. My prediction was if, if people form tribes on that solely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes no no sense. No. It, the, the but it's very real that it might yeah. happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that's where the thing that Anna mentions is that what we need right now is exquisite communication skills. We need people who can communicate with people who have opposite views. Yeah. That's what we need the most right now. We need bridge builders, peacemakers, healers, connectors. Mm-hmm. That's what we really need. And yeah. now we need an outro. 
And now we need an outro. So we have uh, one more question, which we didn't manage to answer. And a comment which was huge. So we could probably have another um, uh, another episode about that. Yeah, let's, let's meet live again. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks.